Hello, my friends, and welcome to this new episode of the Daily Walk Heavenwards podcast. I'm Father Stanislaw, and I'm going to share with you the readings for this past Sunday, where Jesus invites us to focus on uh, on Him, and we are challenged to look at how we understand our relationship with God. What does it mean to have faith in God? And how does that relate to a troubled heart? Let us bow our heads and pray. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, constantly accomplish the Paschal mystery within us, that those you were pleased to make new in holy baptism may, under your protective care, bear much fruit and come to the joys of life eternal. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God, have faith also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I would go, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself so that Where I am, you also may be. Where I am going, you know the way. Thomas said to him, Master, we do not know where where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Master, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you for so long a time, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own. The Father, who dwells in me, is doing his works. Believe me, that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or else, believe because of the works themselves. Amen, amen, I said to you, Whoever believes in me will do the works that I do, and will do greater ones than these, because I am going to the Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today the liturgy is incredibly rich, and before we do that, we want to make sure that we wish all mothers happy Mother's Day. This is the 
uh, I believe, the, one of the only um, holidays, feasts that we, all nations have in common. So Italy is celebrating Mother's Day today, yay. Uh, other places, other nations, I know, like Brazil and other. So we are all one big celebration um, and say, reminding to one another how important it is not only to say Happy Mother's Day, but experience the mother's love that is essential to life. So it's, it's awesome. Fathers, don't worry, your feast is coming. So hang in there, we will do that. The liturgy today helps us to take another step in the life of the resurrection that we are living as Christians. And um, uh, the liturgy, the opening prayer, brings this reality to the Father. Uh, it says, the Father is constantly and continuously realizing in us the Paschal mystery so that we can experience that joy that is typically ours. And again, throughout the Easter season, we hear that uh, refrain that comes in the preface that we are overcome with Paschal joy. Uniting with the rest of creation, we experience a new type of joy and we are overcome by it. Isn't that beautiful? That's the image, that's the icon that we should have in front of us, of all Christians, of all of us, you and me, all of us, overcome with pastoral joy. Why? Because now we are understanding how much God loves us, and we are understanding what God has done for us in Christ and through Christ, through his death and resurrection. This means also that every little moment of pain that we experience throughout the, the day, every day, every moment of disconnection, every moment of sorrow can be united with Christ so that we can experience the resurrection. We know who is beyond our pain, our suffering, our whatever it is that we are, we, that that frustrates our paschal joy. It's God inviting us in faith to take a step forward and look at the reality in a different way. And the reality, Jesus tells us today, is very simple. We are in God, and God is in us. This is the fulfillment of love. The lover and the beloved have only one desire, to be united. And God has realized this for each one of us through the death and resurrection of Jesus. So sometimes our figure of speech um, may confuse us because we may think that God is out there and we are here and we have to do whatever it takes to get there. Christianity tells us that our journey towards God is a journey of awareness that we are already there and God is already in us. And we have just had to let this news unlock so that we can experience truly who we are. So when we say that we have to draw near to God and he will draw near to us, it's a metaphor, it's a way of saying become aware of what he has already accomplished. Imagine what will happen to you, what will happen to us, what will happen to us as a parish when we realize that 
it has already accomplished. We just have to grow in awareness of that. How do we unlock this awareness that the Father is in us and we are in God? By loving, by loving one another. Interestingly enough, when we read scriptures, we, and whenever we hear the proclamation of God's love for us, and therefore this implicit invitation to respond to love, it's never, okay, God loves you, now you have to love God. Scripture tells us, especially the Johannine writings, the writings connected to John, says, God loves you, now love others. Look at what's happening in the first reading. The first community is experiencing growth, and now they have to create a new structure. The structure within the first community was always and has always been in function of loving one another. In this particular case, is to love people, the, the, the Gentiles, who were not receiving help because they were too, you know, the work was too much. And therefore, they have to create the first committees uh, for social concern. That's the language that we have today. But what is that happening? What's happening in, in, the, in the community? They are creating structures so that the love that they must have for one another and for others becomes more effective. That's the work of a parish. That's the work of the church. We are organized always in function to love one another love others so that together we respond to the love that we have for God. It's always me, my neighbor, God. All right? We cannot bypass it. And we can start first by, by going me and God. I might have a spiritual experience of God, and then I'm brought to help others. Or I'm ministering to others and I'm realizing I'm loving God as well. My spirituality grows. So these three elements would help us to lay down the foundation like a tripod so things don't go, don't move, don't shake up. Interestingly enough, this is the image that Jesus uses when he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. He's not referring to a disquiet of the heart or something psychological. Uh, they were not really that lean, you know, they, they, for them life was very concrete. And it's a beautiful challenge for us as well, because sometimes we tend to be overly spiritual. God became flesh. It means that this is the reality we want to live, and we have to be concrete. So what does it mean not to have our hearts be troubled? The word refers to shaking, moving. You know, Jesus said, don't let, you, don't let things or people push you all around that you don't know what to do because you create then a state of confusion. What is confusion? It's when so many things are going all around. So what do we do when we are pushed all around? We have to find a solid place that makes us be still. And that's why Jesus says, you have faith in God, have faith also in me. Faith means fundamentally uh, especially in Hebrew, the word refers to leaning against somebody so that I stop moving, okay? So Jesus said, don't let things or people push you all around. Find a stable point in your life, God, Jesus, 
and stay there. Because when you're there, you can't be pushed. Of course, we feel the movement, but at least we are not spinning around. You see how beautiful this is and how important it is, especially for today. Many of us, I'm myself included, feel like uh, things are mm, creating a lot of movement in my life, you know, uh, information, the reaction, how people are reacting to the crisis we are going through. And it makes me feel sometimes incredibly discouraged because as, where is, you know, the dignity of human life and, and the, the, the supremacy of life and all that many wonderful things that we claim to believe in, but then when our hearts is troubled, we seem not to remember that anymore. So what do I have to do? Find faith in God. I have to take up that book, the gospel, and go over again and again because I want to make sure that I learn how to discern the voice of the shepherd. You remember we talked about it last Sunday. So that indeed I don't follow a thief and a robber. But I can follow the Lord. I can follow the one who brings me forward to that paschal joy in a very stable way. So I don't get all around. And I'm clumsy by nature, so I would fall anyway. So uh, it's a very important lesson for me to make sure that my heart is not troubled and I have faith in God. And the more I experience this pushing, this movement, the more I'm called to deepen my faith, making sure that I am on solid ground and the solid ground is my relationship with God through the Word. Just like the first community with God. Jesus says this beautiful phrase, I am the way, the truth, and the life. What does that mean? In Greek, you can kind of readjust the whole structure. There are three conjunctions. So you can uh, recreate the, the phrase by understanding it that as Jesus is saying, I am the true way of living life. I'm going to show you how life ought to be lived. And therefore, Instead of looking at other people, especially in this time of confusion, I focus on him who is teaching me how to live as a child of God. How to become aware that God is already in me and I am already in the Father. So that the, my lifestyle will not only reflect that, but will invite other people to remain focused on God. What a great challenge. What is ahead of us is an opportunity to renew our commitment to follow Christ above all things and experience that overwhelming joy that comes from knowing we are not alone. We are in God and God is in us. And as children transformed by the resurrection of Christ, we can call him Father and allow him to lead us where he wants us to be into, into this greater awareness of how much he loves us. And as we continue to pray, we want to bring to the altar all our intentions, all our disquieting. And today we say, Lord, this is what I'm going through. Please let help me so that together, not only us and God, but together as a parish, as a Christian community, we can experience him closer and closer to us.
I hope you feel inspired to renew your commitment to lean on God and let Him be the source of your peace, your focus through the entire week, the entire Easter season, the entire life. I wish you well. Please continue to pray for me and I count on my prayers. I will continue to pray for you as well. God bless and let's continue to move heavenwards until we will see God face to face. God bless.